Okay. Hey guys, this is Brian Wise, um, SVS Podcast. I've, I've never heard of it. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, I just wanted to say congratulations on number 200. Hey, keep going. Glad to be a part of it. And we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. And what is going on, Jay and Mark? How are we doing this lovely morning? It's 11.30. We're usually not podcasting at this time, but I'm feeling good. I've got to just crack my second beer morning and woo. I am here, but I prematurely wasted my beer cracking <laughs> on Chad Jacking with the computer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Technology. It got, it got the better of me this time. <laughs> so today's show is going to be a little different. No guests today, but there's going to be lots of guests. Uh, we're going to do lots of different little segments. We've got some bumpers from uh, some previous guests, so it's going to be a good show. We're going to have a little celebration. Man, yeah, we're 200. This is 200. We've got the, uh, the fire's already started. Chickens are going on here as soon as we get done with this uh, portion of the podcast, and uh, yeah, we're going to get ready to party. So this will be the most sober sober that you will hear us all day. Yes, we figured. Let's come in and do one. Uh, we're coherent a little bit. So, being sober, let's get our plugs in before uh, before we forget what we're doing. Uh, tonight's show brought to us by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Yep. And you know what? I guess since they've been with us for the longest period of time, I mean, Nick Mayer's done a lot to get us where we are here right now. 
Absolutely. his artwork. I mean, go check him out, see everything that he has to offer because there's a lot of stuff. But I mean, he's been influential in us moving to where we are here right now. Is, you know, thanks, Nick, and what you've done at Predator Flag here. Yeah, you know, huge. With, with, especially with Predator Flag, I see. If you want to have something, if you want to wear something that everybody else has on on the river, and you know the same crap, the same stuff you see, if you want something different, something with some cool artwork on it, go check out the Predator Fly Gear. And Mo, Mo's been. Mo's helped you, us out Everybody a lot. that knows Mo, you just you, you can't say enough about the guy. He's lights out. They built a great hook. I mean, A-Rex hooks is that's been a staple of the musky fly game now, and that's something that's going to just, just grow into salt water and everything. I mean, from trout to... Not just a musky fly no, game. No, I mean, for us, yeah. just a musky fly game. But, yeah, I mean, really all over the world, it's been trout and pike and, I mean, everything. I mean, on our end, though, that they're musky or for, for musky, their hooks are just... Oh, we can't say enough about it. You them. find a lot of hooks that they offer that, you know, you don't even get from any other hook company. Mm-hmm. Nope. A lot of them geared specifically for what you're trying to tie and what you're... I mean, anything that you're really looking to tie right now, A-Rex offers a hook for it. It doesn't matter what it is. So, I mean, check them out, and Mo's just... He's top-notch. Hey, if you got a Holy Waders, you got some. You need some new boots, any outerwear, go check out Sims Fishing. Simsfishing.com. I know all of us, you know, we've, we've been piling on and buying a lot of the stuff, and everything I've gotten, top-notch, best qual- just great quality. It's it's a product that you receive and you put on and you're still blown away. You expect what you get and it's always surpasses that. It's yeah, a new pair of waders I got not too long ago. They're just great. They've, I've been wearing them for a them while G3 now. Them G3 boots. Oh, gosh, they are the best boot in, in waiting, as far as I'm concerned. Went through a lot of them and them ones comfort wise, stability, traction, everything, top to bottom. That boot is worth its weight in gold. Mark said you got to get this boot, so you know I went out and got the same one and yeah. I, but yep. I was waiting in the, uh, or we were, had an icy day up on the Niagara. I actually, and with no spikes in them or anything, just the vibrant bottoms that they have on them, man, I felt really, I actually felt like I had good traction. I think the biggest thing too is the support it gives you in your upper ankle. You don't ever, you have confidence in it because your, your ankles aren't kind of like bowing how they will and like other boots and they'll push out to the side and you can't quite get your foot planted the way you want. You put them in and them, you're locked in. One other thing, Mark and I were talking the other day. Uh, he came over and I was showing him the, one of the packs I want to get. They got mm-hmm. some new waterproof packs they just came out with. There's a 35-liter uh, backpack and then a 15-liter uh, sling pack. I think I'm going to go with the sling pack. I want a goddamn liter of cola. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Totally waterproof. and that, I mean, just the new, new product. Put it in your little hydro thing and stick it in there. <laughs> you chat over there. With them little hoses coming around full of Pepsi, walking <laughs> up and down a Brookie Creek. Cola. Cola. <laughs> Simsfishing.com. Hey, check out Urban Fly Company, because tonight's show has, is being brought to you at the Urban Fly Company studios. That came out really rough. <laughs> <laughs> Struggled through that one. I did. <laughs> but for real, uh, Mark has hackles um, and flies. Go yeah. check them out. Olsdorf Genetics. I mean, I've got a little bit left, but we've all got to see his stuff progress over the last four or five years, and that's just, you know what, Joel as was, good as you can get now. Joel was one of the first sponsors of the show also. Mm-hmm. So, like, big shout-out to him. Yep, yeah. Thank you for putting your faith in us and saying, here's what I got, here's where I need to be, help me get there, and, you know, keep telling me what I need to do with these feathers, and he's a genius when it comes to just... The way that he can work with genetics, and he's a genius at making chickens do it. You know, and, the and cows and originally, getting, remember? 
Yeah, the, cows the, are, the originally how he learned that all the genetics is cows. He's taken everything to the nth degree when he does it. Because even down to his dying, he has it to a science. I mean, I've talked with him so much on that and just the way that he dies. He he knows just the the, the bird and what's going to take the best and what heat you need to get for everything to open up so that it takes to die. And, you know, that's better. It's not going to be able to get into the fall. You know, I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, this... He he knows what to do with that. We're getting saddles in that are just, they're perfect for what we're using them for. I mean, musky flies, big saltwater flies, stuff like that. They're just great saddles. Even the smaller flies for the smallmouth flies, and or small oh. feathers for the smallmouth flies. and the, the I mean, you get a saddle, the, the, the long portion of it, yeah, you're going to get a good, I mean, depending. Let's say you get a, you get a number one or a, a select or premium. You're going to have 70, 80 feathers of nothing but big stuff. The whole bottom of that, you're going to get another 70, 80, 100 feathers of smallmouth and even pike pickerel flies. Yep, exactly. Also, check out Why Not Fishing and their app, The Dock. Yeti. <clears throat> Built for the wild. Speaking of waterproof bags, yeah, Sims you got didn't one. have theirs out yet, and I got that one. And oh, That thing's bulletproof. I've been looking into one other thing from Yeti as well uh, with... Uh, I want to get a different cooler, and they have the 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 bag coolers. Mm-hmm. You know, they look more like a bag. They have like a the zipper. It's not a zipper anymore. It's no, a, you it's don't a, need a zipper. No, I don't. You want need the anything yes, that does not a, have yeah, a zipper. Yeah. Oh, so that's absolutely. perfect for you. Magnets. Yeah, the magnets, like uh, the dry bags are. So I think I'm gonna look into one of those. Because when you actually put chapstick on them, oh, yeah, they work yeah. really good. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> well, it was I I did I lost that stick of stuff they give you with it. And I should have just put chapstick on there. You're right. But I, I take mine to work every day. Mine goes out five, six days a week, you know, and I beat the living crap out of that thing yeah. on the job every day. So it's gotten five years of use. Still beating the crap out of it. I'm sure you can send it back. Uh, yeah, because the way I got it, it's not. Mm. it won't work out because it was a Christmas gift. But, yeah, I looked into that. Turn it up a little bit so I can actually hear your wife telling me not to be a butthole. Don't be such an asshole. Don't be such an asshole. I got, <laughs> I got uh, a bunch of feedback. Is that what you got last night after that game dinner? Oh, I'm, I was going to tell that story. But I got a bunch of feedback this week that uh, my wife saying, don't be such an asshole. It's a big hit. It was the highlight of the show? It was oh, a awesome. Definite highlight. I, I told my wife oh. about a few things that I, we need to, I'm going to have to have my wife and Mark's wife do the same thing. Yes, um, I also got cursed out by a, a fellow uh, podcast host, not not from this round table, not cursed out, but uh, our boy Rick Harrington was like, God damn it, you beat me to Bob White, I want to interview him. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, oh, we got him a year ago on that one. I said, Rick, you can do Bob White, you would have a totally different perspective than we do. So, yeah, but, Ours is more about it, cracking beers and talking some good times. Bob oh. was a great, great yeah, talk. Yeah, it was. That was a, that's a definite, if you haven't listened to that, go back. That's a good one. And Rick's an artist as well, so he would have that portion covered, like, on point. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to check out his show, uh, Rick did our logo for us. It's awesome. Um, check out his show, The River Rambler. It, it's a good show. We've had a handful of artists on now. We have. We had Matt Stockton. Um, Who am I blanking? The Saltwater Guy. Uh, bu- 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 Nick uh. Mayer. No, not Nick Mayer. Nick Mayer, too. Uh, oh, we talked about the Barracuda fishing. He does, oh, Dennis, or Derek DeYoung. Derek DeYoung. Derek DeYoung. There we go. Saltwater guy from Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. 
so I want to should you if you were going to get a tattoo of somebody else's artwork per se I want to get a Stockton brown trout down my forearm or some stuff eating a fly would you you think you'd ask the guy first or you just just get thrown on your body uh I, I a lot of people just get thrown on their body I don't know just wondering uh, I've been thinking more and more about this it, that would be the the discretion of the tattoo artist well, speaking of artists, we also had Pat Cohen on, mm-hmm. who is now doing tattoos again. After he told me he wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't going to do them again on, the, on our interview, but he is. Uh, you know, that's like any, it's like anything. Tell you what, that's a grind to sit and tie flies like that all day. Oh, especially Ooh. the style of flies that he ties. Man, that's a grind. So, uh, I took my wife to a game dinner last night. Oh boy. Out at Mercer High School. <laughs> I I didn't pay attention to what she was eating and what she wasn't eating. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just love the way this is going. <laughs> so we hop in the truck after the dinner's over. We get to the the exit on the 318 from Mercer High School. She said, let's go Sheets. I look at her. And I'm like, Why? She said, I only had like two bites. I said, I'm going to treat you the same way I treat that little boy in the back seat. You should have eaten. We were at a dinner that was loaded with food. And I made the hard left. Straight back toward West Middlesex, away from Sheets. <laughs> How and, did that and, go? And now cue, cue the music, or cue the, cue the, cue the sound button. This is what Chad heard. Come on, man. You could have been a little more prompt with that. Don't be such an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I don't know. It went over like a wet fart in church. And Chad was talking about something, though. You know, with a lot of people, that's just a mental thing. You know, I'm I'm not biggest on going to a lot of game dinners because if if the food's cooked correctly, it's it's usually pretty good. But again, I mean, I'm I don't want to eat beaver. See, here's I'll the thing: shaved. I I have no issue eating any kind of meat out there. My issue is who prepared it. And when you go to a game dinner like that, I'm always a little skeeved because of the preparation of some of it. Well, it was that it was in the the Mercer High School cafeteria, so they cooked it in the cafeteria. It, everything was delicious. Oh, it was one of them. Okay. So yeah. it wasn't like brought in individually. No. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because a lot of them I've gone to have been like that. I mean, everybody kind of brings their own plate. And a lot of it's those exceptionally are... good because you get to try something that somebody else knows how to make it right. And they've done it that way for 40 years and it is the best. Then you got a lot of them that are like, I really am, I really wish I would have never put that even close to my face, let alone in my mouth. Those That's are the be- the kind I like to go to. Because I love, uh, last one I went That's to had. you get to traditional stuff. Mm-hmm. Last one I went to had pickled deer heart. Yeah. And mm. that was the best. Oh my God. If I could eat more pickled deer heart. You I know would. what? I hate liver. I've ate a lot of liver. I can't stand it. But there's one Amish family that I used to help drive for. And I'd take them hunting. And they made um, deer liver that was uh, unlike anything I've ever ate before. It's the only one I've ever ate that was that good. But they knew how to make it. They made it all the time like that. Every time they got one, it was done within the first day of getting it, and it was a 10. But I've never ate one even. So it's just you, you, you get that stuff that's just they know how to make it. You said there was a uh, pheasant pot pie. Oh, my God, the pheasant pot pie was so good. See, now, for Ashley, actually, like, that's why, why not eat that? I mean, it's not like, come on, man. It's no different yeah, than a chicken. chicken yeah. <laughs> no different. And she loves my mom's chicken pot pie and my mom's turkey pot pie. She wouldn't mm. even think about the pheasant because it's pretty. Pretty speaking, bird. Speaking of chickens, I'm going to go off subject here a second. Mm-hmm. 
these stupid birds of mine have all of a sudden found some loophole out of the fence, and I can't figure it out. Because I think I thought I knew where they were coming from, and then all of a sudden another one gets out. Another you, one gets out. You gotta one. be smarter than the birds. So <laughs> this one had been getting out for a while, and it was a prick. And I was like, you know, I'm done with you. And then another one started following it. So I would go get that one, and put it back. The other one I just kept letting go. Yesterday it gets out. Whack. About ten to eight in the morning. So I'm sitting there at work, and I was like, I should run home, put it in a bag. Really don't care if the chicken died. I really want the feathers. That's why you got them in the first place. So I was like, I should run home. And the guy at work was like, yeah, run home real quick, put it in a bag. I'm like, no, I'll go home. I'm, I go home every day for lunch. I'm like, I'll get it at lunch. Crap, didn't I get home at lunch? That thing was dead, like gone, ate. All was left one wing. Hen? Was it <laughs> left, a hen? Or? Yeah, it was a hen. Yeah. Left me nothing. That bastard. <sighs> Tick me off. And what, then, what uh, then I get home cat? yesterday, and I'm looking. And there's, no, probably possum. And there's five of them inside. I'm like, what the heck? Where'd they all go? Look, they're all on my porch. (laughs) Five of them sitting on my front porch. Are you serious right now? And the funny part is, is the two black and white assholes, every time, they'll go their own way. The other ones, they're like, all right, I'm sorry. And like, they're literally leading themselves back to the door. Open the door. They all three run back in. The other two just keep like, you know, screw you. I'm going to whack the both of you here pretty soon, just so I don't lose the feathers. And the rest of you can go on about your lives. You're fine. <laughs> and keep giving <laughs> eggs. Do they, do they even, do, will they push the eggs through the wintertime? Well, or they, they, they down? shut down completely. This warm-up came on. I looked in. It was full of eggs again. Oh, okay. So it came right back on again. So hmm. once it gets real cold, they'll shut down, and hmm. then they're right back up and going again. And I almost wouldn't mind starting back fresh, but they're kind of, I needed to do that already. Because I wouldn't mind getting all the feathers off these, but. There's, uh, some, there's some nice ones. My and the rooster's cool. I kind of like him. There's a bunch of free-range chickens around my parents' house. Like, between, like, four or five houses have just chickens that just run the neighborhood. Well, a black one, all black got whacked. They're like the Baldus' dogs. Uh, all black hen got whacked, and I I don't know what my, da- my dad said. Do you want an all-black chicken? And I was like, yeah, you know. He, I was like, in good shape? He said, yeah. And I, dude, I, two days went by. I you totally, forgot? I totally forgot about it. And You? Yeah, I wish he would have just thrown it in the fridge or the freezer and just... Maybe he did. I don't know. Hopefully he did. We'll talk to him a little later today. Then we're going to stop by, too. So Good deal. So, what do you say? Want to uh, end this segment of the show? Go sure. Out, it's on. noon. Let's go put the chickens on the spit. Get them rolling. Then we come back in and do another one. Put on another one of your... Yep. Do another re- little bumper. And uh, we will be back. Aaron Latira, congratulations on your 200th show. Hope is filled with majestic rides on camo kayaks in chlorine-filled pools, clutching a natty daddy in one hand and a homeless care bear in the other, like you're holding a furry midget riding into the sunset. That's the type of western that plays out in my head, if there were furry midgets to grab. This is Captain Austin Aducci, in an industry full of pay-to-play and fake-it-till-you-make-it. You guys are the real deal. Hey, Chad, Bob White here. Um, hey, I found out that you guys are coming up on your 200th episode of the podcast. Uh, that's unbelievable, man. Um, seems like just yesterday uh, that we did one, and I think it might have been one of the first ones. It's just great. Crazy good stuff. Uh, always enjoy it, and I hope you have uh, thousands more. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Bye. I hope we have thousands more as well. God, man. And it does just feel like yesterday that we had Bob White on the show. <laughs> was it last week? 
It was last week. But we had him on before as well, and man, he was a great guest. I I love talking to the old guys, man. I really do. I, I really... I, a lot of experience there. Yeah, it seems like they just have so many great stories to go along with, you know, experiences with fishing, and they start, they get it. They kind of get that that's more than just the catching the fish. And it always, it always, I think it makes for great podcast. Mm-hmm. It does. Stories and, uh, and just experience. So uh, our party is in full effect right now. Cool. We've, uh, we've casted mm-hmm. flies at the pond. We've played two games of cornhole. The birds are turning. God. <laughs> I called my wife and I'm like, yeah, Jason's handing me my ass in cornhole here for a second. She's like, I thought you guys would be doing something productive. He said he got to go like he was in fifth grade <laughs> and it was Saturday morning. Like, I can't talk right now. I'm playing this game. <laughs> I got to go. Gotta go. I'm watching SmackDown. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. Monday Night Raw. Please leave me alone. Yeah, well, that's crazy, I brought you man. back out of that one. Yeah, we did good. Mm-hmm. Mark and I are two and so far. So uh, let's do a little back in uh, the time machine. Mark, do you remember your first night on the uh, on the SBS podcast? Vaguely. <laughs> that was in uh, Jay's garage. Could have been. Yes, it was. It was. With Tony from Nightmare Musky Flies. Yeah, because I remember Slater going, what do you like to fish for? I was like, oh. Streamers. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, no, know. that was the week before the Tony one. Mark said nothing, and now you talk way too fucking much, man. Oh, oh gosh. So, like, wow. yeah, yeah, that you are, from you. You're throwing <laughs> boulders at glass. I, I love talking, man. With how else are you going to get your fucking point across? So, huh? Jace, do you remember your first uh, your first night on the show? Kind of, sort of, a long time ago. That's like four years. That's a long, long time. Mark's only talking about uh, three, three, and a, three, three and a half. Yeah, three years. Oh, it's been a long time, man. No doubt about and it. we are back. <laughs> that was for you, Jason. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh no, I remember. We. It was know. in your garage then, Chad. Yeah. We were. We were Wait, it was like freezing cold, and we're running a uh, heater. When we were so popular, we didn't need guests. Oh yeah. I don't remember those days. Oh man. I drank all those days away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if anyone remembers back in the days of the garage episodes in the winter, you could hear a. In the background, you might get a blah, 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 there. Not, <laughs> say, not to be mistaken for. I definitely got a couple messages. <laughs> Did someone hit a water pipe in the in the microphone? I was like, uh, the whole time. No, maybe. <laughs> no. Uh, man, I, I'll never forget the first night we ha- we had a podcast. Uh, I still, and you know, it's been it's been really close to four years now. Like right around the dates, and we're just past. Yeah, and well, we were. Like in the beginnings, and a bunch of pictures will pop up on your memories. You know, like pictures of our kids sitting around a table like a long time ago with Slater's kids. He'll be here just in a little bit, and he'll be on the show here in a little while. And uh, you know, it just man, it looks back and it's like, wow, my kids gotten huge throughout all this time. You know, and and man, God bless all the guests who've come on, and man, they've they've made us much better fishermen, I think, and all the knowledge that's been put out on the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> hands down. Hands down. I mean, we, we, uh, I don't even know how to put it into words. The amount of knowledge we have learned from talking to these people. And not only the friendships we've gained from a lot of them. And we've maintained the contact with probably 70% oh. of our guests. Oh, absolutely. We talk to still on a, I mean, a, a regular basis. Like a daily basis, there's probably Some four or five guys that I talk oh, to. Oh, absolutely. That have been guests on the show. Yep. You, need to, you need to advertise us in like, 
some how-to somewhere cause, so people can get the information. Because there's a million people who don't know nothing about fly fishing. <laughs> like, swear to God. You even, know what? I'm, I'm a number even, one example so, of that. it's so hard for, like, <laughs> uh, I talk to even, like, if, if a family member uh, that, you know, you talk to, that you have a podcast, and they sit and listen, they're like, you guys are speaking French. Like, you're speaking French because you're so into what you're into, and to listen to what you're into and to try to... A beginner fisherman, is it's very hard for somebody who's even beginning or want to even think about listening to listen because, you know, we're talking to guys that are great at what they do, well, and we're I talking mean, about intricacies, the little, the, the, the tiny little things you could do in the fishing that you could make you the, better. The lamest terms to put it is, I mean, we're speaking to our demographic. Yeah, absolutely. We are speaking to the people that want to listen to what we're, we're in, you know, if, like, I was not on here and I was looking for a podcast, this is something I would be looking for. I would never hit- listen to me. Well, th- that's a great segue. <laughs> I would have to not know you. Like, Mark, and to, you know, thank, thank, thanks to the listeners, man. Thanks to oh. the guys who've been listening to us for the four years. You know, Austin Mitchell, one of the guys who, you know, good buddy from, you know, way back, you know, a guy who listened to our podcast, putting, you know, just they just told us back, back and forth a little bit better how we can get better. And There's a bunch of uh, listeners. Nick that, and all kinds have, of different people. That we have, like, a lot of contact with. Uh, Freddie, Zach. A bunch of guys that just uh um Ed just that I speak to on a daily basis run the Instagram page, you know. That you know, they send us flies, they they talk oh, to us, they give us we've information. Got an astronomical amount of flies from not it's, only listeners and guests. Yeah. And and thank you to the guests who have all reached out and bought feathers and bucktails. I mean we've that's been it's been a couple. It's it's been yeah, more than a couple. It's been quite a few and there's a lot that have reached out for that and you know, I, I kind of like to keep it that way. I don't want to have to sit and advertise this stuff. I mean, we both work full-time. We've got enough to do. And for everybody that reaches out and says, hey, here's what I'm looking for. Can you get it for me? Yeah, it'll be right there. We'll, we'll get it to you. Just ask. But we don't have the time to sit and beat at it, and we don't have the time to sit and deal with the 9 million dumb questions. Well, where, so you're, where you're sending them, also, they don't have white-tailed deer. Yeah. So, so I mean, all you guys listening, thanks for reaching out to us. And one more thing. uh I've got a couple requests lately for uh, for people to have on the show, and I tell the guys, hey, I'm like 14 White Claws deep, text me tomorrow, remind me who you want me to have on. And this this is actually a, a, a text thread that uh, I had with a listener. So then later that day he said, hey, just so you remember, try to have this guy on the show. Okay. So I hit that guy up. He's coming on. Hopefully within a month or two, I let the guest or the uh, the listener know that hey, we're actually taking your advice. We're doing this, and uh, we really appreciate the advice from the listeners. Let us know who you want to have on the show, and we'll do it. It it makes Chad, Chad will prostitute himself out if it needed. makes the show better for everyone. If we have people on that the they want to listen to, the listeners like to listen to. Absolutely, we can't have Kelly on every other week no. or Bob White. No. But you already asked him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kelly said no. <laughs> he just said, could you, Mark he's called too, him. He's too busy catching 28s. Yeah, Mark called him two weeks later. He's like, can you come back on the show? He's like, Mark, we've talked two weeks ago. So um, is Jay still pranking Gunner? Do you still do that on a regular? No, I don't prank anybody. <laughs> he, he pranked him like seven <laughs> times in a row. Are you trying to call him and talk to him? And he's like, uh... <laughs> Jace, you got to quit calling me. <laughs> I got a kid now. Send me some send me some of the weird flies like the, the lip flies and stuff. I'll leave you alone. 
Oh, the pop lips. Mm-hmm. There was one chat had a real hard on on. I have a hard on for a lot of our guests. No, that that fly, the fly you were you were messaging all us about this fly a couple weeks ago. Did you ever get that picture? Yeah, I got the picture. I, I, it, I looked at the fly. It was a deceiver with uh. I seen it with feather, feathers, feather gills, and then the eyes were glued on that. I like that a lot. Oh, I seen that. Seen that. Like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's a yeah. No, you do the right stuff with eyes. You keep them. You can keep them. Yeah. The only thing I man, I don't even know if that fly needed eyes, did it? Don't they all? I'm just saying, you know, I don't no. know if it even... It was just a gorgeous fly, even without eyes. It didn't need the eyes, but it, it, any which way you want to tie it, and if you're going to try to innovate, it's cool. Yeah, man. I I liked it a lot. And I, I made a point to send to you guys to, to let you know how much I like this fly. And Jay's like, what? Because it's a nice day? Well, I didn't get the I didn't get the picture of the fly. <laughs> like, it is a beautiful day, Al. It is awesome. <laughs> what are you talking about, asshole? Yeah, Chad, the, this is effing awesome. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, because well, it's you know, 45 and beautiful. <laughs> Wife's calling you. I know. It sounds like we're getting guests coming in. Apparently oh. so. Well. Hello. How, how, long, how long have we been running? Another 20? Uh, that was a solid 15. Do we want to take a break and uh, come on back here in a little bit? Well, we're going to pause this for cue? just a second. Hey, fellas. It's Brian from Vermont, a.k.a. Uh, Vermont Pike Bum. Congratulations on 200 episodes. Uh, can't wait to hear 200 more SBS fishing podcasts. Um, thanks for having me on. And uh, also, I've really enjoyed um, having you guys send me some flies and fishing them. But caught some really nice pike on them uh, last year. Um, I hope you enjoyed the, the uh, maple syrup. Maybe we can do another uh, trade sometime. Um, all right, well, cheers, and uh, hope you catch some great fish this winter. Thanks. And we are back with the Fab Four, the original four. Justin Slater, Justin Chalacey, Jay Thompson, and myself. What's happening, guys? What's oh, going on? How are you? What's up, guys? We haven't talked like this in quite a while, man. No, it's been a while. It has been a really, really long time. Man, so, I, I I miss it, you know. I, I'll never forget that first uh, night we all met and we had a uh, dinner with our families. And, man, I, I, I don't know. We, we all had a, a couple drinks. <laughs> um, a lot of drinks. And it was a good time, though. <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> You know, oh, we change yeah. it. Yeah, definitely some fallen soldiers. Those first few uh, shows there, but Shit no, shows. like like you said, I remember that's meeting back up at Chad's old place, <laughs> and uh, you know, like it was just like the first few episodes. It was kind of like you know, like this is cool. Like we're gonna talk some fishing and see where it goes, and then seeing you guys here a couple of years later is just like it, it, it's astounding. It's really it's really awesome to like watch the progression from where we were. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, all the way up until this point. Yeah, man, it's been four years in the making for this. So, uh, so what what's been going on in the last four years, Justin? You uh, you been fishing <laughs> a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely did uh, <laughs> Just a plenty of bit. fishing. Uh, but you know, the last few months here have been kind of pathetic as far as fishing time uh, goes. But I just uh, had my father down here in State College yesterday and uh, took him over to Penn's Creek and. Uh, you know, he, he got it handed to him over there. Those fish don't always uh, come too easy, but it's still a, a great time. The weather is fine. 
Yeah, they're smart fish. They're not quite like uh, the fish we get to fish with here, or local fish. You know, they're awesome. not quite as smart. Oh, no, it's a, it's a little different down here in the state college area than, you know, say, back at uh, good old Neshannon Creek, where it seems like they just <laughs> jump on your line. I mean, got to work. Got to work for them a little bit, you know? So I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, you know, I, I still am a trout guy, as you know. So, you know, they stock the creeks and everything. Like, I, I don't turn my nose up at any of those fish either. It's kind of fun to go, you know, catch 30, 40 fish versus struggle like heck for six hours on uh, one of these uh, free or these spring creeks down here and so that's it's exciting so justin in the meantime you've uh, you've picked up another hobby that seems to take up a lot of time yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> what what's up with that man how uh, how, uh how's the running treating you oh yeah the i mean i don't know something something happened here like eight months ago and the bug bit me and now it's like i i honest to god can say that i love spending time on the pavement just as much as i do in the water um yeah the the running has kind of really taken over my life and just a lot of a lot of interpersonal changes have happened with that too it's uh the the same medicine i got from fishing and staying in the stream is now you know and you know, it's just a good way to free the mind and just reflect on everything. And then you get the health benefits on top of it. So, um, yeah, progressively just worked my way up from uh, coughing my lungs out after running a mile all the way up to, I think, you know, I've, I've done 16, 17 mile runs now and plan on doing a, a marathon here in the near future. And definitely uh, working on the swimming, too. So hopefully even get into the triathlon stuff eventually. Hey, just so you know, Ashley signed up for the uh, Nashville Half Marathon. Oh yeah, okay, and that's that's like when when is the date for that again? Oh geez, I'll I'll catch you off air on that. I'm not sure right, right. right offhand. You know uh, that I see your dad. He Running. he's been out there getting it in with you as well, and you know he's probably yeah. he's what how much older than he is is he than you? And you know he is out there getting it and looks in amazing shape for what got to be a damn near sixty year old man. Yeah, he, well, he tur- he just turned 55. Today's his birthday. Right. That's oh, why God he was down here fishing yesterday. And, uh, yeah, as of uh, New Year's Day, first day of 2020, him and I went out and just uh, ran a half marathon together uh, for fun. And uh, neither of us died, so that was that was good. So that's um, all that matters. He's <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's been really disciplined as well and uh, actually has been a big part of uh, my, my inspiration, motivation to, you know, keep after this up you know the fitness stuff he's he's really taken up a lot of steps in his personal life too to you know achieve a new level of fitness and take care of himself as he's uh you know now over a half a century old and not getting any younger he's got to take care of himself so him and i uh it's a good way we bond we fish and we run together i was gonna say how often do you guys get out fishing during the season as well i i we've seen through some pictures he got a really monster uh rainbow last year how often you guys? Yeah, that, yeah. Last last year, like, well, I'll do some floats with him in the spring. Um, basically, any chance he can get to fish, like he wants to go. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way due to our schedules. And now, you know, living a little bit a ways away from each other. But any chance we're we can, we're together. We'll we'll try and make some time for some fishing. I'll get him up to Erie, and 
he'll do some steelhead fishing and then we'll go and we'll we'll float over some stock trout water and he'll catch some trout and uh, the small mouth back back your guys's way he always looks forward to doing those floats too so you know i've been checking out on the your company steelhead authors and a little more than just the steelheading um i've been seeing a lot of pike pictures up on there lately and uh you know how has your steelhead season went steelhead season here is just really it's it's just starting out i mean though the weather's been phenomenal this year so there really wasn't much of an end to a season per se it just kind of like filtered out a little bit and then it, it it's kind of trickling together and now it's it's pretty much you know full speed ahead right now until uh the water temps get to the point where the fish are going to leave us but yeah the, then like you said the warm water stuff that's all new to us and uh we got a couple uh young guys uh Dan Bennett and Josh Trammell that have really been all over the warm water program. And Steve Nimick is uh, doing a lot of uh, brown trout stuff for us too. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of new opportunities there within the company and, you know, just kind of trying to branch away from the steelhead alley name and, you know, get it out of the people's heads that like, just because it's steelhead alley, that doesn't, you know, necessarily mean we only focus on steelhead. It's a, a geographical term that, you know, describes the general region that we do our guiding in. Which is Northwest um, Pennsylvania and Eastern Pen- and Eastern Ohio. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even in the central Ohio, we, you know, our guides, you know, they, they're not afraid to get out of their own backyard. Although, you know, like any, guide you know that they spend the majority in the areas where they're going to consider themselves an expert in so you know they they do spend a lot of time like locally in those regions you mentioned but um everybody is real well traveled and we even have guys that you know are doing hosted trips elsewhere too so yeah a lot of a lot of different opportunities with steelhead alley outfitters as far as fishing goes there's something for everybody whether it be uh pike muskie smallmouth uh, the steelhead, obviously, and, and the brown trout, too. So if someone's looking to get a trip through Steelhead Alley, uh, how much time do they have to give you in advance? Well, I mean, it, it, it all depends. Like, if they have a certain date in mind that they want to really make sure they can lock in, you know, it's always good to, you know, at least a month in advance. But uh, oftentimes we get guys, you know, they have uh, cancellations happen, maybe another service, somebody gets sick and they're already in town, they need to get out. Um, I've got people on the water within, you know, three hours notice. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you, you always want to try and plan ahead. And if you uh, can see what the weather is going to do and you, you know a little bit about the weather patterning and, and you wait, then you're even more set up to be successful because, as you know, like a lot of the the trips they really depend on water conditions but if you're if you're after certain dates you definitely definitely get it well in advance so speaking of trips uh when you coming back into town and when can we go smallmouth fishing man oh man i'm <laughs> i'm gonna be up up that way here uh i want to say the first week of april i'll be up there and um after that sometime in june i'll probably be back up there again as well but other than that not looking like I'm going to be around too much anymore in the, the home area. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that local hotspot on fire. Don't worry, friend. Yeah, spring, I spring's just... Spring's coming I need, soon. I need a couple hybrids in my life, too. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, amen. Don't we all? <laughs> it's, it's been way too long since I've caught a hybrid. But I, I guess, uh, I, you know, Raystown Lake's not too far from me down here, so... They get the real deal down there. 
They do, yeah. So maybe I get my fix down here sometime soon. Doesn't well, the the Racetown branch of the Junietta, Junietta have have hybrids in it, or? I'm not all all that familiar with it yet, to be honest. I I haven't haven't really been out that way to to check it out or anything, but. I've heard a little bit about the lake and everything and, you know, the, the actual stripers out there, but that's that's really all I know. They have a sweet outflow. Uh, years ago, Chad and myself went out for a wedding out there. They have a, the dam out there in Raystown, like the outflow is crystal clear water. It, it, it's, it's got a lot of structure. It looked pretty sweet. Yeah, I definitely, I need to get out there and, and check that out. Maybe uh, there's some, some guys I'm down here with that, uh, that do fish that and i probably could get the opportunity to go so i need to take advantage of that and go find out what's going on what i'm missing out on mm-hmm. so you know we've gotten a little bit of justin shalisi so slater yes sir. You know, we haven't talked to you for a while either i want to hear what have you what have you you know you got uh some time and some other things that you've been getting into i want to hear a little bit about it buddy oh man i'm just uh now I had to step back from with you guys. I know you guys are doing fantastic, which is awesome. Uh, it just I got a lot of things going on, kind of like come summertime. Uh, not really fishing involved, obviously, but uh, we do a lot of dirt racing. I've always been big into racing for years, and uh, you know I mean I make trips out of town and all this, and it's just hard to do things, it's, man. It's the sprint. It's sprint racing, uh, uh, dirt track sprint dirt. racing, right? Uh, we're working there. Next year, hopefully, we'll be in the sprint cars. We're still in. Uh, modified but okay uh it's it just it's stuff i love to do uh i mean i love fishing too who's your race car driver uh vivian jones uh, i work on her stuff her and her brother and it, i mean they're real good and they both want to oh she wants to move up but uh it's just time and money i mean we'll, we'll oh, get yeah. there but it just it, it takes up a big part of my life right now and then with my daughter she's uh gonna be nine this july which shit i'm getting old yeah, you oh, are. Uh, <laughs> we all are, man. We're uh, all showing gray. She's big into softball. Uh, so, I mean, softball takes up a big part of mine and my wife's life right now. Uh, we play three nights a week usually in practice, and sure. it's just it's just hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, trying to balance everything, so I just, you know, there's going to come a time here probably in another year or two where I'm going to have to step back from racing because both my kids will be doing stuff, so it'll be... Another thing that I won't have time to do, so... It's just my, priorities, man. This is. is the reason I have not had another kid. Sorry. Everything's been going great, though. I mean... Hey, you Shalisi, know. listen to this, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep uh, fishing, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what? what? Don't have kids. <laughs> Don't have kids for a while. I mean, I Don't love it. Don't have kids. I would, hey, yeah. I wouldn't... I would, I would, Sounds right. solid advice. Yeah, J- don't... <laughs> keywords, keywords from Jay. <laughs> Yeah, first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take anything back, man. I mean, it's great. I love love everything they do, uh, but it's just it's trying to t- find time for everything, and it, it's hard, you know. You try to balance everything, do this, oh, do this, you know. And I I started taking up duck hunting uh, last year, two years ago, actually. Oh, and you're also we, you know, through plenty of podcasts here. You know, you you also are into archery hunting, and yeah. that time of year you take your time out, and yeah, you know hunting, you're into it. And it's and there's a lot of things you have to do. You have to oh yeah, you know, there's, there's a, time. There's a lot of you know, I mean, hunting and stuff. You know, doing cameras, going to camp, doing oh, yeah. It just takes up time now. Two years in a row, you shot nice big yeah, bucks, man. Yeah, got, got, Good, got congratulations. Nice Thank you. Got some nice deer, and then uh, this year, my big thing this year was uh, 
duck hunting. Duck and not so much goose, just duck. Uh, you know, still wearing waders, but running around in a swamp now. And, you know, but uh, we did pretty good this year duck hunting. We got, I got a group of four guys that go with us and uh, just started really finessing my skills on a duck call here last year. Went to a couple classes and stuff. I mean, it's like your uh, your fly lesson classes and shit like oh, that. Sure. Your fly, fly nights, you learn how to do shit. And it, I mean, it, it turned out really good, and I'm pretty decent at it now. Uh, I got my five year old blowing in a duck call already, so it's it's just something I enjoy doing, and it just it's like fishing. But you get sometimes you get irritated fishing, you oh, get yeah. irritated duck hunting. But it's just something about standing in a swamp when it's thirty degrees with. 1600 millimeter waders on or gram waders on and dropping your $1,400 shotgun in the water and oh, it yeah. freezing and pissing you off, you know, not bad though. Hey man, we had Tommy Lynch on the podcast a couple, a couple years ago mm-hmm. and he said, your life's only so long. You can only make so many casts, might as well cast for what you want to do. Yeah. And what you want to do right now is obviously chasing ducks, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy it a ton, man. I, I really do, but you know, it's trying to balance time for everything, and like, you know, been on a big hiatus. I mean, I haven't even hung out with a lot of people too much. I mean, it's racing takes up a shit ton of my life. I know. Uh, when you and me hang out, hung out last weekend, oh, Slater, was fantastic. That, that took up probably uh, 45 minutes of our podcast yeah, last week. <laughs> I, I, listened, I, listened, I listened to it last week. I mean, it, it's hard. Like, down at work, I mean, PJ works with me there. He's listening on the other end over here. It's... uh. I turn on podcasts or something down at work, and every all, all them old heads down there kind of look at me like, turn the shit off. Aww. But, so it's, it's. I mean, I, I listened to last week's episode, and, you know, I wanted to hear what Bob had to say and everything. It was a great podcast, great show. I mean. Yeah, because you were here the first time Bob White was on. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, he, that man is something else is yeah. what that is. And, you know, this podcast has come a long way since then. Oh, it's a lot different. When I walked in here now, I mean, it's been shit a year you know, I'm looking around and like, it's it's more high tech. We're not talking in a little Am, Am, Amazon microphones and somebody's cell phone. <laughs> no, no, no. no microphones. No. There's a sound. There's a soundboard yeah. sitting right here. Yeah, I got yeah. yelled at. First thing I got yelled at by Jay for putting my beer on the table. So, you know, <laughs> that, that's the one rule in the <laughs> studio. No, no beer on the table. Which I'll, I'll take that, man. Rachel yeah. Lacey, no beer on the table. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's, <laughs> hey, times, hey, have defi- times have definitely changed. How about we it? hold yeah. ourselves to you a know, standard around you, her now. You go. For, we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Talked about it the first you know minute or so about the first episode, and I, I honestly, I, I'll go back and try to listen to it, and it just, it was utter shit. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> it was. It was so fun though. I mean, now we're not putting beers on tables, but that first episode, I think we had a hundred beers on the damn table. Oh, no, we drinking, might have drinking the shittiest whiskey we could find. Cracked everyone <laughs> into the mic. I stumbled. Chelsea later that night's like, why is Jason yelling at me? I'm like, I'm not yelling. This is just the way I talk when I have too many beers. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it I was, remember that. It was, oh, yeah, it was a great time. It was pretty. Oh, good times. Man. I'm about to cry on Lavador. Yeah. You you remember the first show? I don't even know if I believe. I have to go back I and tried, listen to man. it. I tried. You get a chance. Go back and listen to yeah, it. And I, just listen to how. Later had it was. 30 beers himself. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big man. He can handle it. Oh, damn right. Yeah, but I was hammered. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> after 30, yeah. Everybody. We went, we went from talking like this to talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just remember the the awkward silence in between, like talking too. Like we're all like, "Wait, what do we do now?" Uh, you know, who's gonna say something? Like all the dead air. Yeah, nobody knew how to fill time. Yeah, it's come really easy for us now to fill stupid dead air. Uh, Jace, you know what? When any time that there's going to be dead air, Jace will find the wind of his breath to fill that dead air. (laughs) That boy loves to talk, man. Yeah, and he loves him some him. He's like, he's like, what is it? Uh, I love me some me. Terrell Owens, oh god, that's that's Jace wrapped up in a nutshell. Hey, somebody's gotta love him, right? Hey, damn right, man. Hmm. A- a- even if it is with a stupid ass center pin. <sighs> he still center so, pins. Uh, he n- not as much as he used to, and not for any, obviously not for any warm water species. He always fly fishes for everything that's warm water. Mm-hmm. He only he center pins for steelhead. You know, like that's what you center pin for, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you do, right? That's, he, that's what but, you do, right, Justin? But he also takes his he right, also right. takes his fly rod with him. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Off subject, I was down in Florida here a couple weeks ago, and I was down in Lake Okeechobee, and I got to experience the largemouth scene in Okeechobee, and it was hands down unreal. Uh, you know, they, these guys... Uh, the guy that I work with, we were down there racing, and his uncle owns a big shiner. He he disperses all the shiners to all the bait companies down in Okeechobee, and he took us out fishing. It was something that I've never seen before. I've never fished for largemouth with a, with a bobber, and they threw these giant bobbers on, and we're fishing in, you know, three, four-foot waters, and I'm like, what are you doing with a bobber? Like, where, where's, all, where's your gear and shit, you know? But we had... Nothing of that. It was a bobber and a giant hook for these shiners. I mean, we were using bluegill shiners, just catching stupid, stupid. Ba- they yelled, they laughed at me for catching three pounders. I'm like, oh, this this is beautiful, you know. And then uh, my buddy down there ended up catching this ten pounder that was something that I've never seen before of a ten pound bass. It was it was unreal. It was. You actually could put both your hands in its mouth, huh? It was, uh, Mel has a, my wife has a picture of it. She, he has his whole fist in this fish's mouth to measure it. And he had room to wiggle. It, the, the walls weren't blown out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hot dog down the hallway. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like, I've never seen a large mouth around that caliper in person. And it but, was just. Well, they have the Texas, That that's a Texas bringing no Kachubi, right? That's a Florida strain, man. Florida. Or Florida strain. Yeah. Is it the Florida strain that's in Texas? Or is it like, I know Texas has a different strain of bass as well. It's huge. They could. But it just Florida, happens when you got 12 months out of the year to grow. I yeah, think Florida the has same ones. 12 months to grow. So yeah, oh, sure. uh, It was actually pretty slow down there. Uh, that hurricane last year came through and wiped out a lot of the vegetation. So, I mean, it was it was a down year for them this year. And it, was, it wasn't great conditions of fishing. You know, it was 86 when we got out of bed. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was miserable, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's terrible. I it mean, was, for a, yeah, it's I don't, great for I a fat man, right? Oh, <laughs> it's great. Oh, dude, it wasn't that bad on a boat. You know, took my first airboat ride, got to see a lot of shit down there, a lot of ducks, uh, which was fantastic. I'm Any gators? Uh, I saw a few. Saw my first, actually, I've been to Florida five years now, never seen a gator. Riding around on airboat, saw gators. I was like, sweet, you could shoot those. Went hog hunting, shot hogs. You shot hogs. I did not. I I went fishing instead. I I was like, hey, I want to. I want to. I'm down in Florida, to Okeechobee. I want to fish, man. 
Say, I'm a original, original SVS motherfucker. Uh, what? I, I wanted to fish. They were like, oh, we're going hog hunting. I'm like, yeah, he kissed my ass with that. I'm going fishing at five in the morning, man. And it was fun. I had a blast. Uh, but, you know, we put put my wife on a bait caster. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't believe in fly fishing down there. No, <laughs> hell no. But, uh, yeah, they had, I was like, Mel, you want to tr- try this bait caster? And here I am whipping, I whip the first one or two out. Go to do my third one, move my thumb too soon. I said, I missed, oh, hell. I sat there for 20 minutes, you know, trying to get it all untangled. Picking a backlash. Oh, it was, it was so bad. She's like, yeah, just give me that uh, open bail. Open I'll, I'll use that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun, though. I enjoyed it a lot. But when you get laughed at when you're a big man for catching three- and four-pound bass, I kind of felt, you know, ashamed. I'm like... Man, why are you guys laughing at me? Because I caught a four-pound bass? So were the guys from Pennsylvania laughing at you? Uh, uh, no. Okay. No, they were they were good. The guys the from Florida, the Florida they, guys. Yeah, like, yeah, what the fuck is like, this? what are you happy for? That's a baby. I'm like, that fucking thing's huge, man. <laughs> you, you, you know, they're comparing their largemouth to, like, a hybrid. Yeah. Get here, you know, yeah, oh, you, I, I you see a four-pound yeah. hybrid, you're like, yeah, okay. You know, and then you see an eight or a ten-pound hybrid, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I showed them pictures of fish, you know, from up here, and I showed them pictures of you guys and catching musky mouth. and stuff, oh, and yeah. smallmouth, uh, even the stripers, you know, the hybrids, you know, and yeah. they have they have the best. They have stuff like that down there, but nothing equivalent. And, you know, I've showed them big pictures of muskies that you know everybody's caught. I showed them Mark. I mean, Mark was, you know, he's been on a roll. You guys obviously know. And they were like, oh, we don't have any of that stuff down here. I'm like... No, there are no muskies. Oh, there. no, there's nothing around down there. I mean, yeah. I caught... I, I was I was more pissed because I was down there to go catch bass. The first six fish I caught were catfish. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. But they were they were good-sized catfish, and we kept those, and we ate those. <laughs> hey. They were they were fantastic. Cause them, oh, yeah. Them, Flor- them, them Floridians down there, they make... We didn't eat out one night. They made us some of the best food I've ever ate in my life. Barbecued this. They made hog we shot. They used the resources down there, and they used them to the fullest. It was insane. Did I tell the tale of my of my old man uh, that stepped on the catfish? You should don't don't take that call, Chad. Please, he's not, he's please lying. don't take the call. <laughs> Did I tell the tale of my dad stepped on the catfish down in Florida? No, no. Go ahead. <laughs> so my dad and his step or his wife. Can't go anywhere without going to the hospital. And my dad, they end up catching like three or four catfish. Yeah. And then he stepped on the last one to take the hook out of its mouth. Oh. It went right through the sole of his shoe. The the dorsal fin did. Yeah. Right through the sole of his shoe and right into the bottom of his foot. Unreal. It's just not so a smart move right there. He went straight to the ER. Yeah. yeah. It looked like they had fun. Him and Barb down there. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so, it, uh... Hey, Justin, we've had you on the phone for 20 minutes. Is there anything uh, you want to hit on before we uh, end this segment? Um, well, no, throw out a random topic, and I'll hit on something on that topic. Uh, brown trout. Brown trout. They're wet, slimy. They live in the river. I can't catch them that great. I did catch one yesterday. I don't know when I'll catch another. Stouts. And stout. What'd you say? Stouts? Stouts. Yes. Oh, I thought you said stouts. That's, um, I'll hit on that too. Yeah. Uh, tell some beers. Microbreweries. 
there's a lot of them down here. Oh, guaranteed. And I've been uh, I've been traveling to many uh, every weekend. That's that's kind of the thing. It's like go find a new uh, brewery. So I I would like to shout out to uh, Shy Bear Brewing Company down in Lewistown. Freaking awesome! If you ever get a chance to get down there, uh, and I and I really like milk stouts too. I've learned about myself in the past few months. But probably uh, my my favorite micro brew there is really. So, yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. That's your favorite style? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and then I had a smoked sour today that the first time I had it, it kind of startled me. And then, like, I kind of, like, wanted it again really bad. So I got that again, and it's actually really good, like a smoked sour. It it, it makes no sense, and it, like, I I don't know. It tastes like it sounds, though, for sure. So, you know, it's really, with all the running, like, do you notice, do you eat, have you changed your eating habits and other things to, uh, you know, to help your running or are you just running, eating everything you want and just running? <laughs> and like, well, you I know what I mean? Da- like, are you, are you going to your barrel and failed the two pound burger challenge last weekend? That is hard. And, I tried, um, and, and you run on top. Okay. I, you're just, you're just it eating was, and it burning. It was embarrassing, man, because I, like, it was like eating a, a whole meatloaf. And then, like, I got through all the condiments, like, all the lettuce, all the, all the, like, there's, there's like, two pounds of freaking condiments on the dang thing, let alone the two-pound patty. And I was, like, trying not to, like, every bite was, like, a struggle. Like, every bite was, like, running a 5K. I mean, it just sucked. And um, I got to, the like, the, I probably ate, like, a quarter of the total bun. Like, I just... The bun, I couldn't do it. The, the bread was just like, I don't even know how, how the, some gluttonous beast actually puts that thing away. But, <laughs> so, but to answer your question, no, I am not, I'm not dieting most of the time. If I can avoid some carbs, I, I will like for sandwiches and stuff. I'll just, you know, I'll throw away the bread. I won't, I won't really get involved with that, but no, I, I still, you know, I do eat just about whatever i want so uh, chad chad oh chad does the same thing he's gained at least 40 that this podcast has gained chad 45 pounds that's it oh absolutely i was worried about chad back in november i thought that something might be seriously wrong when i saw him at the the gobble wobble 5k and knew that he was running for fun it was um it was a little concerning. It didn't help him at all. He you, looks he looks fatter than ever. Jason, fuck you. <laughs> uh, Justin. I, yes. I, I if my nose is big, he's heavy. I do that to keep my home life uh, nice and happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh, do man. I'm gonna do it next year with you. Just, just I'm serious. I'm gonna I, do it next year with you. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna do it just so I can beat you. That's it. All right. <laughs> Th- that's right on the tails of soccer season, bro. Oh, Chad will be in Chad, what, what was your time? Oh, I, for I'm that the soccer 5K. coach with Chad now. Oh man. I, uh, I I ran 10 minute miles, so it was like 33, I think. All right, there you go, Jason. You better start training, buddy, because I, I don't ran, know if you have a 33 in you right now. Yesterday, yesterday I ran. He ran half a mile. Half Justin. a mile. Oh, he was but so I good. walked, but I walked two miles, <laughs> along with running the half a mile with with my dog. Hey, 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 hey! Gotta walk my dog. So hey. If it's going to be walking the dog, we're going to run the dog now. That's the first That's time it. the dog's ever been walked. No, the dog gets walked all the <laughs> who, time. Who walked who? Did the dog walk you or did you walk the dog? No, my dog's trained well. He walks right beside <laughs> You said he pulled you. 
He pulled him along, I bet. No, one, yo, it, After it, the first it, half it, mile. Isn't, it isn't terrible to have the dog helping you along, <laughs> but it was good for the dog. It was good for me. My heart was pumping. I had to stop the dog a few times. I'm like, my heart's going to explode. <laughs> okay, puppy. Let's, let's, uh, and as soon as I say easy, he eases down. He's a good dog. He's, he's, getting, he's a smart dog. Oh, he's smarter than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah, no, that's uh, that that's that's all I have for you guys, really. Though that's that's it. Good man, that, that's all we have for you. Also, okay. <laughs> hey, do you have, do you have any plugs? Anything? Uh, negative. No, nothing. Yes, you do. I, I got nothing to yes, say. Yes, you do. Your your plugs are your company and everything else. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Steel at Alley Outfitters uh, for for all your guiding needs up in uh, Western Pennsylvania, Northeastern Ohio. Give us a call. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Steel at Alley Outfitters. Hey, Justin, thank you for coming back on. Thank you for being a part of the Fab Four. And hey, no. All right. Thanks. <laughs> no, thank you for being one of our great fishing friends. Like, I, I, thank have, you guys. I have a good time fishing with you, man. The last time we went out on the creek and had a good time, I really enjoyed myself. I, I cherish all those fishless moments with you, too, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the black cloud. <laughs> All right. Can't wait to punish myself with you guys again. All right. Later, man. <laughs> See you guys. Fellas, Dave Huff from the Wolf Rod Company here. Congratulating you on 200 episodes. No clue how you beer swigging river bums did that, but uh, looking forward to 200 more. Cheers. SVS and 200 episodes, man. I have watched you guys grow to one of the greatest podcasts in fly fishing. Ellis King from River Tactical Flies. Guys, keep doing the good good work that you're doing. Um, you guys have the best guests, fishiest crew, Western PA. Uh, so you're close to my heart, man. Anyway, congratulations, 200 episodes. Keep it up ever heard on the creek from pops and pops is sitting around the table with mark and chad and i right now uh you know there was a guy who was on a cell phone and he was calling off work at one of the most popular steelheading meccas walnut and, creek oh no 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 the elk creek <laughs> uh, and, the and, elk. and some guy is basically calling off of work at the time dad's on the creek and you know that's day off work and discussion down there and way way long time ago and all he, all I, all I remember, Dad saying, all I wanted to do in the background of this guy calling off work was, fish on, <laughs> <laughs> just yell, fish on, you know, and just ruin this guy's whole day. Which he, he made it. He uh, apparently Dad said he made it a very quick call, but and that didn't happen. But y- you know, because he knew there were dickheads like you around, right? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. that we're catching fish. Oh, really, yeah, we're probably catching fish. Yeah, at we the were time. catching fish. We weren't too much worried about him, but it was kind of funny at the time. You know, just a million good stories. Uh, Pop sitting around the table, uh, a million stories could be told with this old man, you know, but uh, this this is where it all started. Hey, we haven't had you on since, geez, the sound waves weren't like this when we had you on the first time. No, there were little tiny microphones about <laughs> you back in front yeah, of you, yeah. you know. You had to pick it up and hold it and put it to your mouth and everything, yeah. Yeah, it's gotten yeah. a lot better, and, uh, you know, just a long time's gone by, uh, 
you've gotten to fish with us throughout then. Uh, what have you seen since, you know, even the first time, you know, when the part has started, 40 years ago, I moved back around this area. What have you learned since then? And what have you seen even having fun with us? What kind of fish have you got to catch? And tell us a little about it. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of smallmouth bass uh, floating the river. Um, haven't had a lot of time to fish this year. Took took some time off and uh, just taking care of some things at home. But, uh, you know. You got to catch some giant lake trout. Oh, uh, yeah. Not this year. Not this past year. But uh, Yeah, the first time I took you oh, up was for the yeah. first podcast oh, yeah. was even yeah, now. So we first ago. started, yeah. Yeah, we hammered them that time, man. We we couldn't get off of them. They just, uh, every every cast, bite every cast, hauling them in two or three at a time. You know, speaking on that even more, what, you know, I, I think even more than that, uh, who have you got to, like, I think, you know, even take from those trips, I, I got to meet Reverend I, uh, Ev, blah, 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 Ryan Evans, and I know, you know, you take his relationship and what he's done for you and fishing up there, you know, really in turn. What, what you know, I you didn't get to talk about time you got to have with him. That was that time, uh, that that year. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time up there. Uh, he was uh, very experienced in the area and knows where the fish are at, you know, put us right on the fish and uh, just stood back and watched and, you know, coached us a little bit, coached me, coached me a little bit because uh, I wasn't used to, you know, f- fishing that big of a river. I'm used to fishing creeks and, you know, ponds and, you know, small rivers, but that was a, a whole different, uh, whole different way of fishing there. So, uh, yeah, Ryan's a, a great guide. Um, you know, took us on, took me under his wing and made sure that, uh, you know, he showed me how to do it. And as soon as he showed me how to do it, uh, it was on. <laughs> I was pulling him out left and right. It was, it was a great time. Great time. Just with great people. You know, good time. So uh, even that like, first day with us, we, we walked like, man, he got a football. You got a football of a brown trout on a, on a small trip. We walked miles for yeah, you know Evans had us walking some miles, but man, you, that was that whole that fish, and I lost a fish that was, I lost a giant steelhead that day with Evans up there, uh, but you got a football of a brown that day too up in a, a little or trib. Yeah, yeah, he ended up being I don't think about twenty two, twenty three, a nice one, nice fat, nice fat fish. We walked for a while, but it was worth it. Yeah, you guys are a lot younger than I am. I'm getting a little older, you know. I was lagging behind a little bit, but uh, I was still checking out the creek, <laughs> checking out the holes. So 20 years ago, you uh, you started Jay and I into going out in creek stomping and chasing the trout. Uh, this year, you took Riley and my son Nolan out. Um, do you see any differences between our kids and ourselves getting them into the fishing? Um, you know, I, I like taking kids out fishing. It's, it's kind of my passion. Um, I like to teach them, you know, the basics of catching fish and, and, you know, looking in the water. And of course they like to play in the water a lot like you guys used to back in the day. You oh, know, I still do. Up at Elk Creek, uh, <laughs> you know, you're throwing stones in the water and everything else, you know, scaring the fish up a little bit, but you know, uh, we it's only, all good. We only threw stones at other fishermen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went rocks with it. We did. We were terrible kids. Yeah, it was it was fish for about ten minutes, play for an hour, come back and fish for ten minutes, and go back and play for an hour. That's what you guys did. But you know, hey, that's how you learn. You know, you you got to have some fun when you're fishing too. Are are our kids the same? Because we can't see from the same perspective that you can. You you've seen everything. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, they're not they're not as into it as uh, I think you guys were really. I mean, you guys, you know, uh, I think, you know, you've seen me catch a lot of fishing. Like, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. 
You know, maybe I should. So maybe you, I should try a little harder. Are you saying our kids aren't seeing us catch a lot of fish? <laughs> not well, not. <laughs> well, I, I think, see what you're doing I think there, the old problem, man. I think the problem is that like, I was getting drug out like no matter what it was at a, at a really really young age, like at four or five years old. Jace and I, and Jace isn't in the room right now. And Jace is another guy who fished with Chad all our with Dad all the time. So you know. Like, we were getting drug out there seriously, seriously young and just sat on the bank. No matter what the conditions, what it was, whether I was sleeping in the car or not, if we were going fishing and it was happening. No matter you wanted it to or not, you know, where our kids are getting the choice of doing whatever they oh, want. Oh, mom said really. I could stay home. Yeah, well, yeah. my daughter, I, I give it to her, she, she, she tied, I don't know if you got to see that last fly, that Clouser. No, I didn't get to see it. It's spot on. And if there isn't a fish caught on that thing this year... It's because of uh, problematic uh, fishermen. Because it sure as hell ain't because the fly. It's it, perfect. It's better than the ones Jay ties. Oh, <laughs> no, it was it just as good. Right on par. You guys, and it was it was more of a how-to. So I, I instead of just tying something onto a, a piece of a hook that just we're going to call fly, it's, okay, I'm going to do something. You're going to follow and do the same thing. And we're going to, you know, move step by step through a fly. It's a simple fly, right. but probably one of the what? One of the best flies ever. We'll call the clouser. I mean, a woolly bugger clouser. One of the best flies. Most catch is gonna one of get, the fishier. One of the, yeah. One is going most going to catch with some of the most uh, smallmouth and probably hybrids. So you know, a, a fishy, a fishy. That's something I've been tying that I want my you know something I want my daughter belt tie. You know, and then we'll bull and woolly buggers and other flies that actually catch fish. Doesn't have to be a game changer. Tie something that's going to catch fish, man. You know, I mean, the game changers are great to have, and they look cool, and they swim great, and they catch fish, too. And But simple's better, usually, most times. And, you know, just something, you know, it was fun to tie, and I, I like I like bringing her into the the thinking of it, and I want her to fish more. And I, she's, she's pumped for the, this, this. I've been showing her the water we're going to fish. We drive past it all the time, and I'm like... Just a couple weeks, we're gonna go down there. We're gonna kill the fish again, right? And she's getting pumped for you know that 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 mentored youth day. And it was like the same thing last year. What are you gonna do there this year? What am I gonna do? Yeah, you get to take a twenty-eight, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, I, no, it's gonna be a banana fish this year. We're gonna <laughs> stick a banana this year. I know <laughs> it. Stick a five pound pound. <laughs> Seriously, no, we're gonna get. Dude, they say they're gonna stock a lot of bananas. We're gonna stick a banana. One of the kids, I hope, gets a giant banana. That's what I'm hoping for. Don't bring it in the boat. No, no. I want one of the kids to get, you know, an 18-inch yellow fish. It would be super cool if one came up and bashed one of those Joe's flies. We're going to have 600 of. I don't care if they stick eight, all of them in the trees. Yeah. Just, just keep casting, kid. I'm going to tie another one on. Who cares? Chad's making them. Who cares? It don't matter to me. <laughs> I'll tie. I'm making them now, Rick. Yeah. Uh, oh, you oh, making them? Make, yeah. The small ones? Yeah, but yeah. Nice. I got the technology now. <laughs> he even bought the... Uh, you know how the instead of the spinner actually sitting on the piece of wire itself, mm-hmm. how Joe's fly has a mechanism. Right. That's it's called it's called clevis. There, there. Yeah, the clevis. <laughs> the clevis. You have to have the clevis. It makes the easiest spin with the least amount of resistance. And as soon as that thing starts spinning in the least amount of resistance, you could even like pop it one time of a kid because the kid's moving the top of the reel or the the. The, the rod, rod. Right. the rod is right. as they're yeah. reeling. They're moving the top of the rod just out of like not knowing because it's just you know because they're reeling. 
that movement's perfect because they're fucking spastic. Yeah, and and the, yeah, as soon as that as soon as that thing goes spastic and stops and pauses and falls for a second, the fish just go ape shit and just <laughs> turn sideways and crush it. And then the kids' eyes bug out of their heads, and I'm like, oh. But one real, real, real. <laughs> he's on there. He's on there. Well, he he was teaching me last year before all, I put the the spinning rod stuff on. Patience. He was like, patience with the kids. That's all right. Be patient. You're 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 wanting too much out of them, you know. And you know, patience and patience. I'm like, I am not having a good time with this patience thing, dude. I don't know uh, how you had so much patience with the rest of us, but you know, I thought about it. At our age. At Chad and I's age, you were already taking us out, and we were already like 15, 16 years old. So we can't, you can't talk about the patience I have now to the kids, because at 15 and 16, we were already catching a lot of fish with you. Yeah, at that point you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I mean. At, at our, at my age though, you had kids really young. We didn't have kids so young, so you know our patience is already gone. Yeah, we kept it in our pants, Rick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Our patience is already gone, <laughs> and we're trying to teach these kids how to fish and. No, you did. You had a, you you were teaching me. You were trying to call me and tell me patience, and then I switched the whole style on it and told him just real and hard. Right. And it worked. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's better. I think that's for for kids is better. I was like, get away from the push button. Let's just spinning rod. If you could t- learn to turn the gear and just cast out, as soon as you reel in, you're gonna catch one. I thought it was fun. We had a lot of fun last year. We caught a lot of fish with them kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Caught a lot of a lot of fish. A lot of fish. It was great. They were done. Like, they were pooped. And I thought it was going to be packed with people, so we were there really, really early. You know, hot Pam, and everybody was out. And, uh, <laughs> and Did you say hot sauce? Hot sauce, yeah. It, it was awesome. Every, you had everybody, eggs with hot sauce? My brother-in-law had his two boys there, and they were having a good time catching fish, too. Uh, I can't wait till this year. So, uh, one more thing, Rick. Uh, you, you and Jay are going out to a, on a pretty cool trip. Have yeah, you Yellowstone. Gotten, yeah. Have you guys started getting stuff ready for it? Have you started doing any planning on like creeks you want to explore, flies you're wanting to tie? What's what's going into planning for this? I'm planning nothing. He's planning everything. I'm just going for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's how things seem to go lately. He says the podcast should have told you enough to where you should know what the hell we're doing, like, or you should have been know somebody who's out there somewhere that you need to get a hold of, right? Um, right, exactly. You talk to all the people, not me. Uh, Rick, your but, son's 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Have you not known him by now? Three days into the trip, he's, he's gonna, gonna drop like, the ball. Three no, days no, into the trip, I forgot. Like, oh, you hey, I forgot. Hey, that's not true. That's not true. As, uh, as long as he gets me to the river, I will catch fish. <laughs> I'm not worried about that part. Well, as, I love the attitude. I love it. <laughs> as soon as I talked to Dad and I said, you know, he knows Kelly Gallup. He knows who Kelly Gallup is. And I said, Kelly, if we don't, Kelly said if we don't go to his fly shop and hang and hang out for a little bit and you know talk some stuff and you know shoot the shit and at least at least at least show our faces that it would take it as a you know an insult and Dad's like, well, we're definitely going to see Kelly, right? You know, and I'm like, yeah, and he knows who he is, and we're definitely going to go there and hang out for a second. It's not very far off the track we'll be on, so. You know, along with that, and Mark, a couple of Mark's buddies had been out there, and they put me on some couple good trails, and I've been looking at, you know, the, the G, ah, man, I look looking at the satellite now from the geographic map. I don't even look with the default map to look for the blue lines. I would rather just look at how they lie inside the mountains. That tells me more about where they come from 
and what probably what kind of water they're pushing and probably what kind of water temp they're pushing. You know, you see a blue line come out of a real mountain, it's probably going to be really cold. And now you're kind of, you know, I, I just don't like looking at it with uh, just the simple sense anymore. I would rather just look on the geographical side and see the mountains the whole way. That's how I'm picking out creeks from now on. You got to get into the topo maps, man. That's what I mean. That's yeah. that's what I mean. Not exactly. The geographical, the, the topo maps. I'm not looking at it with the, just the default map. I want to see everything. I want to see the mountainsides. I want to see all that. Are you talking satellite? Yeah. No, not even the satellite, because uh, the satellite pulls up too many trees, so then you can't yeah. still see the blue line. But if you look at the topo, you can see the mountainsides and still read where the river's going really well and really start to see, like, man, that one really bleeds it really bleeds up into the mountains. You know, that one's probably getting pushed by some spring water. Or <clears throat> out there, I just took some simple things that his friends said. His friends told me where to go, and I looked up the same creek that they told me. And I looked way up to where they were telling me to go, and I'm just gonna go there. Easy as that. Yeah. So they said they had good, there, you know, good times there early, early spring. We're just gonna go there, wherever the if, depending on the snow, you know. I saw I was looking up. Uh, if you go on the slide in, I was on there last night, and you could look up the river, uh, just the readings and all like how the fishing was. I mean, all the way back to like 2015, per week. They'll just give you like a update every week on how the river was running. And it just, it seems just weekly to what the weather pattern is. High, you know, really warm weather. They're going to push some really good water and you're going to get some really good fishing because you're going to have, you know, the snow melt off and you're going to get high water and then better fishing. So, you know, it just, it, I guess it all just depends, you know, and if the, if the weather's like it is this year, hopefully we'll have some warm water for, you know, and push some good good melt off, and we could have some good streamer fishing. Would be awesome, even in the smaller creeks for cutties or whatever. We got to do stream or nymphing. Is what it is. Found some. Found, I found some. You know, I'm getting some some ideas of where I want to go. I'd like to get one day a guided trip. I need to get on that if I'm going to do it though. So that's about it up for out there. I can't wait for him to see it. I, I want us to just see that. It'll be a fun trip, a fun vacation, whether there's a hundred fish caught or zero fish caught. You know, I think the adventure and just being out there in a sense and just being out in the middle of nowhere and just get, if I'm along the side of a creek and I'm getting to see nature in its best, I want to see it. Yeah, that, that's the best part of it too, just just walking down the creek and, and seeing <clears throat> seeing everything, you know, that's that's out there to see. Um, it, 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 it's a blast, even fishing around here sometimes, you know way up in uh, Elk Creek or way up in uh, some of the other creeks where you fish, and just the mountainside in the fall when all the leaves are turned. It's just, it's just great to be out there in, in, in nature and, and enjoying yourself. And, uh, you know, whether, whether you're catching fish that day or not, you know, they don't bite every single day. You don't catch them every day you go. So, you know, you just take those days uh, but for, what, for what it is. And, the company's uh, always good. Oh, yeah, company's always good, yeah. So company's always good. Rick, did Jay tell you his game plan for in case you guys see a mountain lion? Um, stay in the water, in the middle of the water. <laughs> no, just kidding. No. Uh, some pepper spray, I don't know, some, some spray of some kind. I don't know. He better have it. <laughs> no, you take your bear spray and you spray it all over yourself and hope to God they don't like spicy food because they're going to eat your ass. <laughs> I have, I, you know, um, I'm going to give them a good hook set, let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm nervous about seeing bear. 
the places that even uh, Mark's friend showed us on the pictures and all the different things he was showing me, uh, it looks, <laughs> man, it looks like there's heavy bear territory. And and then my wife asked me watching this stuff on Yellowstone the other day, and 700 bears are, you know, at that time are coming out of basically hibernation for the winter, and they're just all over the place. And the whole the whole game changes because in the winter they say the mountain lions and the wolves they run supreme because they don't ever hibernate. But when the when the spring comes, the bears just change everything. They're just there to just. I don't want to see one. I don't want to see anything. I would just rather just see fish and walk about myself. And I just think if we have our heads above us and my brother-in-law and I can outrun both the old men that will be with us. So as long as I keep running with my dog every week, I should be good. You keep the bear spray, old man. (laughs) I'm running, man. I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm going to follow the fastest guy in the boat. I thought the plan was kick your dad's legs and run. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't going to say that on, when he was on here. Jeez. That was that was the that was the plan, but now you told him, jeez, he's going to punch me and push me to the ground and run. Make sure you put a bell in your backpack. That's a big thing. Well, I talk loud enough. You goddamn right yeah, you do. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think if, we'd all agree with that. Not, I know just he's add coming. a beer. Yeah. I mean, turn him take up two a beer, bit. Take two beers with Jay, and he'll be the loudest. That's clearly. like a goddamn amplifier. There will be no bears. I'll tell you what, Jason and I took a scary scary walk one time in the middle of nowhere where my dad took us. What you don't know can't scare you, right? We took a, a walk through the middle of Canada. The wild. Lost. Though, the I think we took, Canada, we've probably like, told the story somewhere along this line in no, this podcast, but... When something bashes everything down through the woods in front of you and you just hear it banging everything, it's definitely, uh, you know, something big's out there. And we didn't know what it was. It was a pretty pretty scary for about five seconds when you hear that thing just rushing. You don't know if it's coming toward you or away from you. So luckily, we, we you know what I mean. We spooked something up and it was spooked, you know, instead of it being like, what the hell are you doing here, kids? And, and, and want to bite us, you know what I'm saying? What was it, Jason? What do you think? I don't know. We were in the uh, middle of Canada, and Dad used to take us there. Go over there, Jason. Could have been a moose. You're, you're getting too close to me. Could have been a moose? Uh, uh, yeah, it might have been. I right? don't know. You guys were only about three or four miles from the dump where there was probably about 20 or 30 oh, you mean the, bears don't right you, there. Don't you mean the bear, bear viewing area? Night. <laughs> the bear viewing area? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guys went too far from that, so I would say, yeah, probably a bear. And the the, the fun thing, I remember, like, Seeing um, on we we went for a walk so we we were up there musky fishing like we went every year you know dad took us and I go take take a friend and Jace went up there a couple years so we found out about like maybe a lake trout uh, pond which was or pretty like big and deep and in a lake. brookies yeah Probably, brookies and stuff you know, you know? but it, without a canoe or some kind of way to get out on the pond you weren't really getting out almost like a more of a small lake but you weren't getting out there to get where you were really catching fish and we tried backing out around the lake to find another spot and then by then now you're circled around and who knows where we're at we're just walking now we're well, no our, our issue was we parked on a dead end road and we thought we were just going to take a little like slip back to that spot where we came from through the woods completely missed the road with our car on it so now we're you know, walking, anticipating going the right direction to hit a road, and that's not happening. We're in, like, rough country now. It starts getting steep, and 
we were lucky enough to look out a spot where you could see we were elevated enough and there was a break where you you know it opened up and we could see out over the lake now that I, we were fishing i i i, I saw like a, like a house rock face no yeah, a rock well, face no i saw that house that was on that rock face there's like a camper up on top of a, ro- a house up no, on top. No, there's just huh? a big rock face out there that we could see while we, you know, were hitting some of them weed beds for the muskie in the lake. We were fishing for muskie. Luckily, we were, you know, there to see that because we wouldn't have not known where we were. We could have walked the wrong way for days before cell phones. Yeah. Oh, we didn't have a cell phone. <clears throat> and I and was old probably enough to drive a reception, car. Probably was no reception there if, if you had one anyway, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. We walked a long way until we found <coughs> where we were camping at, and then they took us back up to go get the car. Hit the main road. Yeah, no, we got lucky on that one. Uh, my, my little cousin Frankie was freaking out. He was probably about 10, 12. Yeah, the thing is, is he's a bear now, and we had, yeah. we had a miniature bear with us. We did. You had the small, ver- the small shittier version it, of Frankie. It's like Hulk yeah. before he turns into Hulk. Yeah, he, he didn't know he didn't <laughs> know he was there Br- yet. You said Bruce Banner. Regular yeah. Banner, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he didn't know he was there yet, because he would have scared anything away nowadays. We would have been scared if we were with him. He would have... Yeah. We would have hid behind him, <laughs> yeah, both yeah, of damn us. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, look at still be hiding. And if not, we would have been running, because <laughs> he wasn't running as fast as us. But... It, you know, up the, out there, it's a, it's a real concern. So I don't know. What are you it's guys going to fish out there? What do you think, fly wise? Are you going with a lot of dry stuff, or are you going to go with mini mini streamers and Joe white rubber dass, legs, whatever? White dass and no, stuff? whatever. Uh, you know, I would like to talk to Kelly really early and get a feel for what's happening in the area, and uh, you know, whether it even be something simple like what we do around here, just some kind of nymphing. I would imagine it would be pretty effective out there as well. Yeah, the rubber legs, man. That's that's what kills it out there. Rubber stone legs or stone flies with rubber legs. I'm probably simple stuff, beat headed, anything. Oh, the squirmy you know? worm, man. I, Are I, you allowed I, to have lead? I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Leads. I think it's just New York and what California. I think and I didn't maybe know Washington on, State. On some of them waters, maybe no. You know, I mean, no lead added to flies. Well, tungsten, if not, I have tungsten flies, which are even better (laughs) for, like, the big drop pools and things like that. So, we'll see. You know, whatever, you know, like I said, if we go somewhere and he tells us this, 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 and... Is there other fish there? uh, No, where we're staying at, the lodge, the the guy who uh, runs the lodge we're staying at is very... He knows the area as well, and he fishes, so... He'll be. He. They said he has good insight to where to go and what to do. He wants you to have a good time while you're there. So, and you know, with that in mind, you know, I'll probably take his. Actually, probably whatever he tells me. And if it's if he says go, you know, so far up to this place where Mark's buddies told me, which I've now found out, which is like maybe a 25 minute drive from where we're staying. It's probably going to be uh, probably the same similar kind of idea of you know, I think. You know, that kind of information. Hopefully it all works out. We'll see. Not, you know, I, I think we'll have a good time either way. That'll be a good time either way. Yeah, for sure. Got to take lots of beer. Yeah. Get lots of beer while we're there. <laughs> Just cut through? What it, what no, there's, there's some, dude, <clears throat> in, the, in the Yellowstone and the Madison, they're the biggest browns ever. The, you know what I mean? Like, the Madison is where Kelly Gallup guides, which is right there. We can fish the Madison. It's, that's within like an hour. But you are, that's what the Yellowstone has 
cutthroats and Yellowstone has giant, giant brown trout and probably uh, some cutthroats. I would imagine because they're probably going to fall out of the smaller streams that bleed into it, and I would imagine rainbows as well. I think they stock rainbows. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. So I, I mean, I'm out there just to catch fish. I wouldn't really care. Right. I'm just out there to have fun catching fish. I I'd like to actually walk some smaller streams and like I talked about, if me and him could find a guided trip, I need like I said, I need to get on it. One day, be cool, be a fun time. It's gonna be tough to, to we're gonna have, <laughs> have big bags full of lots of fishing stuff for a couple of days worth of fishing, but it'll be worth it. I'm telling you, bring it in your carry on. Fly with it. I'm telling you. Look at me and look at him, what, and then your rod, roll your eyes your rod and, and your then gear? take it on the fucking airplane. Yeah, you can't do that. You're yes, just, you, you can. fucking can. You just carry your rod. You carry your rod. You carry, carry your rod. rod. You carry your rod. That's a personal item. You can you can take that as long uh, you it's only have to have rod. one bag to fit up above. But you can carry on something and keep it right with you. At, at you the can seat. at your seat. You can yeah. put it above yeah. you also. Just oh. carry it on. That's a personal item. Well, we might have to carry our shit on. I mean, you if I take my rod, what, what am I going to do? You don't, all my both my waders going to fit. Uh, all both our waders going to fit in carry-ons and all fuck that stuff. Yes. And we're going to leave all our clothes in a bag. Yes. We'll just wear our waders do. and everything while on the plane with us. <laughs> yeah. Jason shows up already. He will be all dressed. <laughs> might just be. Dre- <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. I might just ride in waders. I don't <laughs> sleep in waders. I don't give a shit. That's what you do when you go on a trip, Jay. You put everything in your carry-on and then you put your clothes in the the check bag. Okay. Okay. I will do it, Chad. I'm telling if you. That's what you're telling me to do. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to not listen to you. I know. But you're not going to listen to me because you don't listen to me. No, I think you're a smart guy most of the time. I listen to you. That's what we're going to do. You take a rod. I take a rod. I don't know if the other guys are going to do with their stuff. They can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. As long as us, as long as right. you and I are fishing. As long as we got our fishing stuff, that's all that matters. <laughs> we can buy more clothes there. You got to put them in. You're right. The fishing stuff would be more expensive to buy there than the the clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If I need a pack of underwear, or a couple t-shirts, yeah, buy some Hanes. Yeah, I'll go to Hanes Kelly's. Herways. I'll go to Kelly's and buy a, you know, pair of pants and a nice shirt. Yeah, you, <laughs> like I said, you can go to Walmart and buy Hanes Herways. Yeah, and then yeah. wear them as a coronavirus mask. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> perfect. But, you know, sometimes, uh, some of the times I was looking back on this past year before we get off the mic with dad here, uh, you know, man, you put in a big small mouth, a couple, a couple good small mouth. One, when we were trout fishing. Right. And uh, we put in one when there was, a, there was a double float going on. You put in a, it was probably damn, probably 19 inch small mouth, right? Chad, you were the one who probably ended that fish. Go ahead. I think I rode you into both those fish, yeah. Rick. Yeah, I think you did too. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, man. So uh, the first one was on our trout float, and that was a nice uh, change of pace for that day. We were expecting to see a big bronze or big brown fish, and a big bronze back came up. Right, right. Yeah, I put the. I, you know, I wasn't catching nothing. We fished for quite a while, and I didn't get anything. And uh, I just took the biggest, ugliest thing that I seen in in the box, and I said, you know what? Let me try this. And it was a Felt like about five pound lead weight thing on it. I don't know. It's probably one of Chad's flies if it was big enough. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> and uh, so I, I just put it on there, chugged it out there. I think the second cast. True to his demise. He just hammered it. He just hammered it. Yeah, got him in. Yep, it was it was it was a nice one. Dark fish, real dark fish. Was it real dark? The second fish was a real dark. The second one it was was a real dark. Yeah, that was on our smallmouth float. Yeah, and yes, that was a dark fish and. I said, hey, Rick, 
right below that bridge, there's always a big fish, man. He made the first cast, and uh, Timo was behind. He didn't get the cast out fast enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you end up catching that fish. I was like, God damn, buddy. But, yeah, that was a really dark fish. Yeah, it was. It was a real dark fish. That yeah. was the darkest fish I've ever seen <laughs> as far as the smallmouths goes. That and was in our river. The first one was up. Yeah, in the trout float. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that was that was fun for both of them. Yeah. And, it, and those were two of the biggest smallmouth I got to see all year. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Hey, you know, man. Might not catch a lot sometimes, but as long as you catch a big one, <laughs> That's right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> one so to remember. There was there was a couple other, uh, we went on a... Uh, on a couple of hybrid floats too, and the first, the first, I remember you, you hooked a giant hybrid, and we had been, you know, when we trout float or we're musky floating or musky fishing, it's always strip set. Yeah. And right. <laughs> we, I forgot to tell you, when you're hybrid fishing, you just kind of hold on. You don't, you don't have to strip set. They set themselves. They, they, they yeah. do it for themselves. I and found that out. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he hit it. And, uh, what was it, a clouser? It was a clouser minnow, yeah. And uh, casted it out there, was pulling it in. And, you know, I just heard all the time from Jason, strip set, don't don't trout set, just freaking strip it, strip it, strip it as hard as you can. And he come up and he is, hammered it. Is that right the on, voice that's... Right on top it, of the water. Is that his voice in your head, too? Uh, just yeah. do it like this. Nah, 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 yeah, nah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sticks in your mind. It's hard to get back out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he, he hit it, and I strip set and, you know, broke my line. I was like, damn, that was a big fish. That was huge, dude. Uh, and it broke 15 pounds. Like, it was nothing. I'm like, yeah. ha, ha, ha. I went and actually, I, I went and swam my fly right through where that area was and then hooked a good-sized fish. Biggest one I caught all season. Right after you lost that one, same area. Right. Probably not the same fish, but his brother was down there, and he didn't have a sore lip. <laughs> I did redeem myself though. I did oh, end up yeah. catching one on that yeah. one on a couple, yeah, next float. That's next what I'm going to talk that. about. Yeah. yeah, next time we we went down there with Mike. Right. We were all catching fish and had a good time. I caught a couple uh, even smaller uh, crappies that day. Yeah. Everything hits the clouser, even if it's a giantest hybrid to the smallest hybrid, right, Chase? Oh, you could fish the clouser everywhere and not, you know, what I mean, not be given up anything you know what i mean like when i fish certain flies i know i'm not chasing certain fish or getting down in certain areas so i'm not even fishing for them fish but that clouser keeps you right in the game everywhere you go he seen it mark and ah, I, I don't want to watch nobody drifting clousers mark drip <laughs> that shit mark and i fucking murdered fish one day and that's a nice clouser add five inches to it jace is fishing a hollow fly and we they saw what happened. They weren't up by the top, that's for sure. No, yeah. they weren't. That was a day a catfish was even to be had, so yeah, definitely tells you where they were at. That's his issue, fishing a fucking hollow fly. Well, hell, if I'm going to fish for catfish, I don't know what the hell fly to fish. Clouser. All black <laughs> clouser, right? App- apparently. Yeah, it was uh, not, not eye-opening, but definitely when we get low in... Water conditions, fish key in on that natural, you know what I'm saying? Smaller, they're going to eat it every time. He probably caught 10 to my one, because I only caught one. We, <laughs> the biggest smallmouth I've seen out of our river yet was this past year, and due to Mark on a clouser minnow, and it was it was 20 and a quarter inches. 
Big. That you were in the boat, right? Wasn't you in the boat? No, you guys caught that. I was that. in the boat. No, no, no. That was PJ. PJ was in the boat, right? I was in the boat when he caught that one big one. I think it was the first the first bigger one that he caught, but then he caught the <coughs> bigger one after that. Yeah. But your first one was really nice. Yeah, that was a that was an 18, 19-inch fish, too. He, he definitely put some big ones in when we get out there. And, you know, his uh, I think his tutelage through uh, Ted has definitely helped him on the river. You know, got older man who knows what the hell's going on out there, so... You know, uh, Dad, do you have anything else to say before we uh, get out here on our 25 minutes? No, yeah, I do. I, I mean, I'm just proud of you guys for how far you've come over the years. Um, you know, thinking back, you know, 20, 20 years ago, 25 years ago when I took you guys out at first, you know, and for you guys to, you know, do what you're doing now with the podcast, with the podcast SVS Fishing. Um, you guys committed. Uh, you're committed to SVS Fishing like I'm committed to fishing. Um, and, and I'm really proud of you guys for that. And, uh, you know, you guys talk to all, all these people, all these great fishermen, all these guides around the world. Um, it's, 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 it's awesome to know that, uh, I was a part of getting you guys initiated into the fishing. And, uh, now that you guys are, you know, took it to a whole nother level. Um, I feel really good about it and I'm really proud of you guys. Well, thank you very much. That means a lot coming from, uh, from the OG. Got from it. our area. <laughs> yeah, you showed us a couple of Oh, tricks. for sure. Yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for dragging us to the Steelhead Creeks back when we were kids and having good times, man. You know, Repeatedly, yeah. I, I don't like steelhead fishing like Thank I used you much to, for and that. it has nothing to do with the fish. It just has to do with the, how many people are there nowadays. They weren't there then. Yeah, but you know, we had it to ourselves, and it was so much fun. And But I appreciate having I, – I love having you out on the water with us now, and you truck along with us now, and – for me, I, I love any any time I get to, you know, any of us have you other boat. It's a good time. Yeah, but all them people out there, it's okay because most people don't catch fish. <laughs> we catch fish. Yeah, you just okay. you adapt to that. And, and there's competition, you know. You it, you can only see how good you are with all the competition out there. If you can still outfish everybody on the creek, you know, uh, the it. more people out there, that means you're just that much of a better fisherman. Yeah, when you get your ass kicked visually, you see it happen. No, you need to step your game up. You know, right? right. When you go right. down there and you don't oh, yeah. got it like you used to, you gotta oh, you definitely yeah. you gotta figure that out. That is a, that is what I find to be the 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 tougher side of steelheading now. But yeah, I, I see it on the steelhead streams with myself now, especially. I go there, I can't catch fish like I used to. Well, it's a due to the fish adjusting to our pressure, and you gotta adjust right with them and f- figure it out quick, or you'll get stumped. Yeah, we whooped you that one day, but I ain't going to mention that. Oh, come on. If you have a center I, pin rod, I don't count it. No, I had, a, I had the fly rod. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll count it. I, I asked I asked the other day, before I went fishing yesterday, I was like, can I take my pin? Can I take my pin rod? When I asked Ryan, I was like, hey, we take the pin down there and show you where they're at? Because we were going to fish some new area. No, another uh, another cool thing. My dad's buddy, Brian, we talked about it a little bit. He came out, and he's been out to a tying night, and... Uh, I've he seen really him today to, on the ride out He really here. wants to get into the uh, center pinning, and not that I want to promote any of this bull crap, but maybe he'll not want to if I show him. If you show <laughs> him, it'd be cool. You know, that's yeah. what he wants to get into. That's he fine does. as long as he does it. Don't 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 tell him. So tell him throw the uh, stuff like you throw. Do it. You do should it think of the CPA Center Printers Anonymous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing ever said. I'm sorry, Chad. We should. Like when he, you, he's a good he's a good fly fisherman though. Yeah, oh yeah, he's 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 a good fly fisherman. 
Yeah, I mean, he knows what the hell him, he's doing. Me and him have taken multiple trips. I'm talking, you know, a couple dozen trips together for a whole week at a time, and uh, you know, he 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 he's he's he holds right with me most of the time. Yeah, and even uh, when we were out there, he was hooking fish. Oh yeah, yeah, he can right. You can put it right down to the big river. He hooked fish right away. It just he gets the drift. All you have to do is he. All you have to do is figure out. Run the right drift. If you run the right drift, and he gets the idea of drift about the water current and how yeah, to and what just, to fish it. Just yep, drift. That's, if that's you can run a good drift, it doesn't matter it. what the hell's there. You just if you know how to run your indicator and run a good drift with it, you're gonna catch fish, no matter what the conditions or how fast the river moving or what side of the river, you know, depth and fish or depth and and water current, you're gonna catch fish, right? Oh, you know it. Yeah, last that's it. That's, that's that's all it is. The last time I fished with him, he fell in, so I got him. I got to note that. <laughs> <laughs> he's good for that and, one and too. Look, he was doing no hooking of fish either. It was pretty well, good. He's been, you know, since then he's probably been a lot more uh, on the uh, on the straight line. No, no, he knows what he's doing. He just we put we we were in new water, and sometimes for not for everybody, that's easy to figure out or. Your dad was pretty much cleaning house, and oh you know, yeah, I that's how he it. lives his life. Well, I said right here, and he said boom, 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 fish after fish. He's like, "What are you catching them on?" I was like, "Here's a white jig." So then he just hammered them down after that. So, but yeah, Brian wasn't hooking up, and then he slid on some ice straight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was down, then he was still sliding like toward the water, and he couldn't stop it. <laughs> it's like inevitable. You were there, Bob's. Yeah, he was like he's in a bowling yeah, alley. I was there. Yeah. Oh, he was a little bit upset, but he he came back. Came back stronger. <laughs> He's good a trooper. times. Good times. Oh no. <clears throat> Gotta love the fishing. Takes you on journeys. Oh yeah. We can go back through a million with this old man, but uh I don't know how long we're running. Uh what do you got, Chad? One forty. What are we running on this segment? Enough. Uh, I don't know. Thirty five minutes, forty minutes, something like that. All right, well, we'll get back to the party. We just wanted to, you know, give a quick segment with Pops and some old times and just, you know, reliving some good moments. Put on some music, Chad. 200 shows. It's nuts. Boys, your buddy Jasper here calling from Maine. I was driving down the road and thinking about you. It's beautiful, 15 degrees, and cold. Thinking back on some good times, floating down the river catching some wipers, and uh, enjoying your company. I hope that you guys are doing well, and keep on crushing. Keep pushing out that good content. There are a lot of us that pay attention, and we appreciate it. Cheers. Hey, this is Sam from Looper Flies. Congratulations, guys, on the 200th show. I don't know how the FCC has let you guys go for so long. Hope you do another 200. Hey, SBS fellas, this is Mark Ronimus calling in from Alaska. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on a milestone. I didn't think you'd reach, but hey, 200 shows, good job. Keep it going. Hey, guys, this is Marlon Prince up in uh, New Brunswick, Canada. Congrats on the milestone. Uh, loving the show. Hope you guys keep it going. Keep popping those tops, guys. Cheers. Hey, this is Paul from Frankenfly. I have no idea how you guys made it this long, but congrats. Hello, guys. It's Paul Monahan from the UK. Uh, or Pat, you can call me if you want. Remember that? Anyway, congratulations on your 200th show coming up. Uh, it's 
been really good listening in. Uh, you've had some great guests, and you guys are very entertaining. You should be very proud. Uh, I'm still not drinking beer. I'm such a pussy, aren't I? And there's no muskies in the UK, just big mammas. See you later, guys. Hey, this is Zach Buchanan calling in from the Deer Blind in the Michigan's UP. Hey, congratulations on 200 episodes. I don't know how you guys did it, but I'm glad you did. I'm looking forward to hear what the next 200 episodes hold for you. Bottoms up and tight lines, guys. G'day guys, it's Chris Adams from Ammo Flies here, two-time guest on the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast and host of an even better fly fishing podcast called The Intermediate Line. Fucking get some. Hey guys, congratulations on 200 episodes. I'm stoked for you guys pumping out wicked content week after week, some awesome guests and, uh, you know, like, can definitely appreciate the hard work that's gone in and uh, I'm just really stoked for you guys. Hey, um, funny story though, uh, when I first started listening to you guys, I thought that SVS stood for Sloppy Venereal Syndrome and have since learnt that, you know, it doesn't, which is probably better at the end of the day, really. Hey, look, uh, I'm still chasing that green fucking jacket, dude, so um, looking forward to coming back on again one day. Anyway, congratulations again on 200 episodes and uh, keep on keeping on and uh, we'll talk soon. Catches.